on today's episode of Dad Smarter, Not Harder. Okay, let's see. Next time, me and mommy, we need better communication. Mm-hmm. And mommy, next time we'll communicate better. Yeah. That's the sound of Kim and I resolving our conflict in front of Juniper before bedtime. Today, we explore what we can do as parents when we inevitably fight in front of our children and how to turn a high-stress, potentially negative moment into a wonderful teaching moment that helps kids learn how to resolve conflicts. Hey dads, I'm Jun Luiza and welcome to Dad Smarter, Not Harder. This is the show for loving fathers looking for tangible ways to be better, one step at a time. For those who don't know me, I live in San Francisco with my wife and two daughters, Juniper, who is three, and Kimball, who is one. Today is an incredibly personal episode. As a kid, every day, my mom and dad would fight. They would just straight up yell at each other for the same reasons on repeat. Why do you always turn down the air conditioning? Why aren't you out there putting in more hours at work? And of course, they fought about money. We never, ever had enough money. They argued in front of my brother and me all of our lives. And you know what? Not once did I ever see them apologize to each other or resolve their conflicts. My wife Kim's parents were no better. As Kim tells it, her parents' relationship was far worse than mine. And kids cope with it in the best way that they can. For me, I ended up beating like my father. Hot-headed, short-tempered, impatient. For Kim, she ended up bottling up her emotions deep inside, preferring to hide from her problems than to face them. But I'm very happy to say that over the years, Kim and I have both put in a tremendous amount of effort and made great strides to improve how we emotionally handle our disagreements. Today, we explore a fight that Kim and I had recently. And of course, as an aside, I got Kim's permission to do this episode. But the focus isn't on the fight itself. Rather, the focus is on what we do after the fight has happened and how we combine techniques taught in several books to rewind the argument that happened, explain and identify the emotions that were felt, give tools to cope with these big emotions, and close the loop by apologizing to each other in front of the kids. Let's get started. So let me set the stage. It was a school day, but we picked up Kimball early to take her to the hospital for her scheduled appointment. Kim stayed with Kimball, and I was supposed to pick up Juniper before 4 p.m. and then swing by to pick up Kim and Kimball at the hospital. The thing is, I was late, and Kim and Kimball waited outside in the cold for 20 plus minutes for me to arrive. Kim was justifiably upset because I made them wait for me in the cold with a hungry and crying Kimball. I was upset because I felt Kim didn't clearly communicate that they finished early. Okay, but did you tell me to come pick you up early? Because you still said you had blood You said you still have blood work done. Like I mentioned, I don't want to do a deep dive into the details of the argument. I need to do better, and Kim needs to do better. And, you know, I, I know Kim listens to this, so especially I need to do better. But when I listen to the tape of us arguing, what stands out to me the most is that in the beginning, Kimball was crying loudly and Juniper was trying to ask questions about why we were upset. But after argument got heated, both of our kids were completely silent. They're for sure acutely listening to every word that we say, every accusation that we throw at each other, absorbing and learning about how they should behave when they eventually have a future argument with their partner. After the argument is over, Kim and I have some options on how we can handle the situation. One option is to ignore the problem or sweep it under the rug. I think most parents understand that fighting in front of the kids is no good 
And when they don't know how to resolve conflicts in a productive way, they tend to just capitulate, stay silent, or give in in order to stop the fight, leading to negative energy around the household because the conflict was never resolved. Sweeping away the problems under a rug may seem better than arguing in front of the kids. However, research shows that this may actually be just as bad or even worse as letting the fight unfold in front of the kids. Verbal physical aggression would often get a four or five on a negative scale, but nonverbal conflict did too. That's Mark Cummings, a psychologist at Notre Dame University who extensively studies marital conflicts and how it impacts kids. Kids were just as upset about nonverbal conflict as verbal conflict. Mark communicates the following. Our studies have shown that the long-term effects of parental withdrawal are actually more disturbing to kids than open conflict. He goes on to explain why. Kids understand hostility. It tells them what's going on and they can work with that. But when parents withdraw and become emotionally unavailable, kids don't know what's going on. They just know things are wrong. We're seeing that over time, withdrawal is actually a worse trajectory for kids. And it's harder on marital relationships too. Okay, so sweeping the problems under the rug is not a viable option. Our second option, which intuitively I think we can all agree is the best option, is to lovingly work out our fights, arguments, and disagreements with our spouse in front of our kids. I know, so much easier said than done, especially when you're in the midst of a fight and emotions are running high. But the benefits are so clear, we really have to make the effort to do it. And we found there are certain types of conflict that not only didn't elicit negative responses, but actually listed positive responses from children. So they actually felt good about seeing it. So it wasn't just a non-negative, it was a positive. I think this is the big takeaway. We as parents need to see our fights, disagreements, and arguments as potentially wonderful opportunities to teach kids that their parents can have conflicts, but that it's natural and that we expect conflicts to be resolved in a loving and peaceful manner. So we got home and I turned to Juniper to make sure she's okay. In the book, The Whole Brain Child, there's a chapter about rewinding or replaying events in order to explain it to the child so that they can better process what happened. In addition, in how to talk to children so that they listen, the author teaches that it's important to label emotions so that children understand them and accept them. With these learnings in mind, once we got home, I asked Juniper what happened. Por qué se molestó mami, papi? Junie responds with, I don't know. I go on to explain that mommy is upset because her and Kimball were cold and hungry and because I was late to pick them up. I also made sure to let her know that although we fought, we did work towards resolving our disagreements. No, we got into a discussion, but we, I think we resolved our discussion. And without me even prompting her to do it, Juniper responds like this. Oh, gracias. Tap. Oh, that was very helpful. In case you didn't catch that, Juniper was reminding me about our breathing techniques and how we can count the spots from one to four in order to calm ourselves down. She really should be so proud of herself for this. We work on this a lot deep breathing, calming down, recognizing our emotions, and realizing that we're in control of them. I need a lot more practice in this. Later at dinner, we ask Juniper about her day at school and she brings up the fight in a surprising way. 
Did you catch that? It's hard to hear, but Juniper says, I yelled at you. I'm sorry, Mommy. At the time, both Kim and I were confused about why she was sorry because she never yelled at Kim. Perhaps she thought the fight between Kim and me was her fault. Perhaps she's projecting her emotions onto me. She's sorry because she wants me to be sorry. In doing my research for this episode, I came across the work of Dr. Tova Klein, the director of the Barnard Center for Toddler Development in New York City. She writes the following about parental arguments. Preschoolers may think they caused the dispute. Yes, they usually try hard to avoid blame, but there's a bigger developmental force at work. They're ruled by magical thinking and believe they're the center of the universe. Therefore, when there's a fight, they may think, if only I didn't bop my sister on the head, mommy and daddy wouldn't be yelling. It's critically important to reassure them otherwise. So this one is a huge deal, guys. I really wish I had known this before, but that's the way it works. We just gotta learn, grow, and keep moving forward. From now on, I know that I need to do a better job at reassuring Juniper that it's not her fault at all when Kim and I have conflicts. At night, in order to close the loop on the argument, Kim and I bring it up once again with Juniper. Oh, Junie. I ask Juniper about what happened today, and we have a conversation about the fight and why it happened. As I'm explaining what I can do next time to do better, Junie cuts me off and says, You can't pick me up now. have to pick mommy first, then me, okay? Good idea. I love how Juniper is already problem-solving at this age. She fully realized that the fight happened because I was late. So in order to avoid a fight in the future, she recommends that I can pick up Kim first and then pick her up. And this time, I explicitly call out that next time mommy and I need to do a better job at communicating with each other. Okay, let's see. That next time, me and mommy, we need better communication. To which Juniper responds. Okay, but, but, but you didn't put sugar on my Oh. <laughs> You're right, I didn't oh, put shoyu. <laughs> so cute. She had salmon shoyaki for lunch at school and I forgot to put soy sauce on it. I'm sorry, Juniper. Next time, Poppy won't forget. So let's do a quick recap of today's episode. Every couple argues differently. When it inevitably happens, no matter how big or small the fight, if it happens in front of the children, it's important that we address the event and not sweep it under the rug. Number one, use the instant rewind machine to talk through the event that happened with your child. Number two, identify and explain the emotions that you and your partner felt. Explain that it is okay to feel these emotions, but that it's not okay to yell at each other. Number three, give your child tools to cope with big emotions. Juniper and I like using the breathing technique from the whole brain child or the tapping technique from the angry spot book. And lastly, number four, reassure your child that this is an argument that their parents are having and that they are in no way, shape, or form the cause of the fight. And actually, one more caveat before I end this episode. Remember how I said that it's important to not sweep things under the rug and to resolve the conflict in front of the kids? There is one minor exception. Do not fight about the kids in front of the kids. Lori Watley, 
A marriage and family therapist writes, Arguing about the child in front of a child can be incredibly damaging to their psyche as it creates a sense of instability and insecurity. This can manifest as guilt and a feeling of responsibility for the fight, leading to lifelong feelings of inadequacy. Well, that's it. I know this one was a touchy subject, but we gotta learn and grow together. I love doing this because I learn something new every time I do research for an episode. So, the next time you get into a fight with your spouse, remember that you have the power to turn this negative event into a positive learning experience for your kids. Thank you so much for joining me today on Dad Smarter Not Harder. I want your feedback, questions, anything really. I just want to talk to you, and the best way to do it is by shooting me a tweet at, at @junloiza. My Twitter handle is in the show notes. If you found this episode of Dad Smarter Not Harder valuable, then I ask you to please pay it forward by forwarding this episode to one other parent. Your recommendation to another parent is the greatest compliment you can give me. Thank you very much.